Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey, welcome to Right on Radio. I'm super excited about today because we've got some spiritual giants on the show today, and I don't know where the show is going to go, but I know you are going to be blessed by it. We've got the three men that you see in the picture here. We've got Triple Seven, first time on camera. We've got B-52 and Double D, but not to be forgotten, we have... The lady of the hour, who is always here as the co-host of the show, her name is Jessie Zaboter, but she's got not only one new title today, but possibly two, and we'll let you decide. I will give her new title out right now. She is best-selling author of His Anointing Overflows, and her book is available on Amazon. You definitely want to check it out. It's a bestseller for a reason. And the reason is because we're going to take some land back. Now, before we bring in the panel and have a discussion, I want to play a video for you. It's about three minutes long, and I want you to make up your mind about what this says. But I just want to start off with the opening words of it. It comes in the middle of a term of a president that is described. So give me one second here. going to share the screen. Make sure the audio is engaged and listen to this. There is a president who will come. And God says you will have absolutely no fear. Absolutely no fear. We'll be decisive, make decisions. And then in the middle of the restoration of America, Rapidly because of a source of energy that shall come quickly. And because of medical breakthroughs and because of agreements between nations, specifically China. God said they shall say, we never dreamed this would happen. They said that this in Japan would never happen. But God says, listen to me. As the beginning of the restoration, as it begins, There shall be a woman that shall rise up. A woman that shall be strong in faith. Virtuous. Beautiful in eyes. And her eyes shall be so beautiful. Her eyes shall be round and big. I have crowned her, says the Lord. As I crowned Esther. The people shall receive her. She shall have the oil of gladness. For the pain and the mourning that is taking place. And she shall pour out the oil. She shall pour out the oil on this nation. And God says healing shall begin and then it shall flow rapidly. Schools will be free from potential damage and danger. Shootings and murder. Drug addiction. Cartels shall be afraid of a woman. A woman anointed by God. A woman set aside. And God says they will say we hated her. But now we love her. For she shall take the oil of healing. And she shall pour it upon the scars of those left 
and those rights and of the new party that has come forth and emerged where they shall say Christ will reign and we shall not implement at all socialism where they have said we will make history without God no you will not no you will not says the Lord but I chose this nation before it was founded before anybody came here, I chose this entire nation, all 50 states, every one of them, to send my gospel to the entire earth. Do you think I have changed my mind? Therefore the healing that is necessary for this nation shall come at a time in the middle of the presidency, there shall be a woman that shall come. And God said there shall be oil that shall be poured upon the nation. And they shall suddenly feel the healing and they shall say it is well with my soul, it is well with our soul. For the soul of America has been corrupted, the soul of this nation has been corrupted with bitterness and anger. And God said she shall say no more bitterness, no more anger, no more division and shall pour the oil that shall come from the spirit of the Lord himself. If you as a nation believe it, if you want this, lift your voice and shout one more time and say yes! Yes! To Esther! Yes! To Esther! There is a president who will come. Nope. So, the question is, is Jesse the new Esther? Not sure on that one, but <laughs> you do have big round, beautiful eyes, Jesse. <laughs> and you are pouring some oil out. Yeah, there's some coincidences in that. <laughs> is it the oil of gladness? It is. Yes. Amen. I'm just going to let the audience decide, but, you know, Kim Clement is the greatest prophet that I've known in my years, uh, in our time. And so many things he has said have come out to fruition. And the coincidences, are we in the middle of a presidency? Are we in the middle of a socialist revolution? Are we in the middle of torment in schools and anger? And, you know, mathematically, look, I don't know. I just leave it up to you, the audience, for your thoughts and prayers. Gentlemen, what say you? My friend Double D just made a comment of whenever you said, are, are these coincidences? And he said, there are no coincidence. And it reminded me, my pastor many years ago made uh, taught me something and said, a coincidence is when God does a miracle and chooses to remain anonymous. Amen. So there are no coincidences, yeah. Amen. Listen, if he can count the grains of sand and every hair on every person's head, I think he can do these things. Amen. Amen. That is true. So let's get some updates. We, we did this show uh, with the anointing of the oil and the oil's coming together. Oil is going out to those who have been requesting it now. Uh, people have been blessing the nations. People have going, been going to, I've been reports of going to Masonic temples, going to government facilities. I've got, uh, there's one person who has made me laugh. They're a truck driver and they're going, I'm going cross country. I'm anointed by tires. <laughs> I'm taking this land back and. <laughs> You know, this is spreading out and the map is populating around 
the world. So B-52, you've got some updates as well. Um, I do. We, um, we've had, and by the way, I think probably the most uh, interesting one is um, our little sister in Brazil, Shirley, who participated in a meeting with us in our last meeting. She sent me a uh, picture this week. I didn't forget to say that. Uh, but um, she said that uh, the Lord spoke to her to also consecrate wine for uh, a holy communion, which, she, according to her, the Lord uh, uh, gave her a vision of a communion that's going to happen in the future, uh, but but and, and and gave her specific instructions to consecrate some wine. So she went out and and, and bought some wine. And she sent me a couple pictures and said, I'm consecrating this for communion for a time that's yet to come. I don't know when, but she said, I'm, I'm just doing what I'm told for the moment. And, uh, um, and she has uh, uh, acquired more oil and has consecrated that. Uh, and I've let her know that uh, um, we, are, I, I, we are sending, I'm either going to ship it to her or I may take it to her personally here in a few weeks when I go to Brazil. Uh, a portion of the oil that we consecrated here. So that is taking place and, and they are very much um, connected, I should say. They're very much connected, very interested in, in, uh, in remaining connected and, and to see what God is doing because they are, they are confident God's doing something. And, and if God's doing it, they want to be a part of it. Amen. It was a, Shirley was an absolute powerhouse. You could feel the spirit of God resonating off of her. And for people who didn't see that one episode, could you just quickly describe how this started with Shirley a couple of years ago? Uh, yes. Um, Shirley's uh, story uh, to me was, now I was in Brazil working with this church, and uh, I was there for a total uh, period of about two months, seven, eight weeks. And uh, uh, we did. We had a conference uh, that we we worked with the church and invited people from all over the community. It was uh, it was really a powerful work that uh, it was community wide. And so people came from not only the community but from different churches. And we had a conference that was very powerful. And a lot of uh, um, we saw some miracles and, and people being really touched. Um, <clears throat> and at the end of the conference. Shirley uh, just casually walked up to me and handed me a, a bottle of uh, a small little bottle of oil, which I had with me here um, at the last meeting. And she said, um, the Lord spoke to me and, and told me to give this to you. Um, and that you are to, she, she gave me two, two pieces of instruction. She said, you are to use it. Number one, don't just let it sit there and put it in the drawer and not use it. Use it, put it to work, and uh, and she said, and don't ever let it run out. When it runs out, you get some new oil and you mix what's the remaining of this oil and then consecrate and continue to use it. And and she said that if you if you do that, if you will use it and not let it run out, she said God uh, wants you to know that uh, you will see miracles. From, from this act of obedience, of using the oil, not letting it run out. And um, well, um, I, I, had, I brought the oil 
And uh, initially, I did exactly what uh, she told me not to do. I put it in a drawer, and uh, I didn't use it until um, <clears throat> there was an opportunity. Um, I, I did the one day uh, prior to the story that really happened here that we talked about in the show. I, I anointed an airplane with it. So, uh, yeah, I can relate to the truck driver that uh, <laughs> anointed the, the tire. But... Um, um, not long after that, the Lord spoke to me about uh, um, anointing, uh, anointing with oil, my my good friend Double D, and I was a little sheepish about that, um, and I was a little hesitant until my uh, uh, my colleague here, Triple Seven, walks in one day, and and uh, I had not shared with him um, what you know, what the Lord had told me about the double D. And he, he said, you are to anoint him. So <laughs> at that point I had the confirmation. <laughs> and uh, so I, uh, um, I, I called, I called him and I said, look, we are to pray for you and to anoint you. And, uh, um, and, and I told him, you know, with his, uh, with his Catholic Methodist and, and, background and me with my Baptist background, I told them, I said, just play along. Just just, just be quiet and come. Don't put on the fuss. And there'll be free food. <laughs> oh yeah. And I said, there'll be free food. And when I said that, he said, okay, free food, I'm coming. <laughs> Part of the story was I was sitting in a business uh, close to uh, B-52's business and I'm sitting there and the Lord said, go tell Louise to anoint. And I said, it was so loud, I thought, I was looking around because I thought everybody in, in the business could hear. And he said, I'm telling you to go tell Louise to anoint. And I said, yes, Lord. I left there and I came in, I walked to the door and I said, Louise, you're supposed to anoint. And you should have seen his face. He just was like, how did you know? And I said, I don't know. The Lord told me to anoint. And I said, that's all he told me. And then <laughs> he relayed the story about Double D and, and away we went. Yep. So, uh as a result of that, um, we, we had a meeting, and, um, um, and, the, and the free food was provided, so Double D did show up. He no, did. Bought, <laughs> bought, oh, okay. no, he bought the food. He I bought the food. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> he told me to stop and pick up the food on yeah. the way to my free lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, hey. Um, but we did, <laughs> we yeah, did have the meeting. For who was the question? Hey, you did all the anointing stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm doing all the hard work. He did the heavy lifting. At least I can do the pile up. Exactly. So uh, um, we, had, uh, uh, we had that meeting, and we did uh, pray for a double D, and we did uh, anoint him with oil. And um, uh, and the, the result of that is that a miracle took place. And I'll let him speak to the miracle because it's, uh, mm -hmm. he is the one that was was the subject matter. He is the one that uh, God said to anoint. Um, and I didn't know I didn't know a lot of uh, what was going on. Well, I knew some because I know he's battled some uh, health issues and a number of things, but. Uh, Anyway, take it away. You 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 can you can speak now to us to what what happened. I I would be remiss to say that I was skeptical. 
but I was hungry and and I was providing free lunch, so I didn't want to miss it. So I did show up, and and I came uh, right after my fourth major reconstructive spine surgery and a pretty new Parkinson's diagnosis. So um, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally, I was in a really bad place. So I could, could not walk very well at that time. And I was in a back brace. And I will tell you that the, the prayers and the belief in those prayers have made a substantial improvement upon my life mentally and physically. However, I am still fat and, and we need to talk about that at a later time, but the prayers for skinniness did not help. <laughs> and, and there's a backstory, Jesse, tell them, uh, tell them about the vision that you had about someone giving David the, uh, the anointing oil. Yeah, so I think uh, the night before, Triple Seven had called me and asked me to pray with him about that meeting. And as we were praying, it was really interesting because um, I, I haven't had like a lot of visions where I see the Lord's healing pools, but I literally saw the Lord bring uh, Double D into the healing pools. And um, when he was in there, I heard the Lord say, you know, remind them to give him a bottle of anointing oil. And the Lord specifically said that he was calling double D to anoint and, you know, that he would go forth and just as he had received, so he was to give. And so triple seven was the only one who knew about that vision that night. And then tell him what happened the next day. <laughs> so the very next day after we all had our free meal and anointing, I had told no one about Jesse's vision and I looked up and I see Louise grab a bottle of anointing oil. He leans over and he says, he says, uh, double D, he said, here's your oil. And so the whole vision that Jesse described was playing out right in front of my eyes. And I was speechless. I was just so grateful. B-52 had leaned over and given the oil exactly the way that Jesse had seen it was happening exactly in front of my eyes. Wow. So this begs the, the bigger question out of all of this. Is this going to be a catalyst to heal this land and to heal this world and to usher in the spirit of God over his people? Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. No, no doubt. No doubt. Well, no doubt when, is the definition of faith. Right. During, during the, uh, during the, uh, the anointing of the, I mean, during the, 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 when we consecrated the oil and we had the communion, the Lord had told me for Louise to say the prayer in Portuguese. And he said, I told him that the Holy Spirit was asking him to sing the song into the oil in Portuguese because the, the Lord had a special mission for, for, for B-52 to anoint Brazil and start going that way. And the Lord had told me that he wanted Brazil anointed and that B-52, his connections with Shirley and Pastor Ricardo 
was to start his mission into doing Brazil. So what you ask, is this a worldwide deal? There's no doubt that the Lord has planned that he, that he wanted his whole creation consecrated. Amen. And, you know, I've often said the way God speaks to me is I'm a little bit thick. He starts putting things in my life a couple of years ahead of time. So I get it when the time comes. And, you know, it was probably back in October, Jesse, you and I were talking on the show about going in and claiming land. It had nothing to do with the oil. Uh, you know, the, the oil was definitely what you brought to the table as far as I'm concerned. But you know, the Lord has been speaking this for a while. It's time to start claiming the land and taking ownership of it. And by the way, so that is you, ladies and gentlemen, listening in the audience uh, with the oil. You are to take responsibility and ownership of it in the Lord's name. I think that's a really important point. It's not just I give this to Jesus. Okay, yes, but you have responsibility in it. You have to claim it and claim responsibility for it because you are to steward it. What say you, Jesse? No, I absolutely agree. Um, the Lord's given us the dominion of this land. And, you know, the reason that wickedness and evil has been prevailing is because we failed to step up and, you know, really execute our dominion over the land. And so as we go out and we, you know, rebuke these evil forces in our communities and we anoint that land and consecrate it back to the Lord, that evil's not going to be allowed to continue to operate in that land. And, you know, I love that uh, B-52 used the word consecrate. And, you know, that term was used all throughout scriptures. And it literally means to set apart as holy to the Lord. And as that was done, you know, in scripture, the Lord would dwell in that place with his people. He would make that land holy and, you know, make it a land where people can fellowship and in intimacy with him. And so for me, that's kind of, you know, the place we need to start in each community to make it a safe place for our children is by giving that land back to the Lord. All right. So I'm um not trying to be funny here, but I can't help, I can't resist the thought. Now that we're covering, you know, the United States, Canada, all the nations around the world, we're coming into summer. Um, are we supposed to be walking barefoot because it's holy land? Maybe, um, you know, we're no shoes nation. The, soles, <laughs> the soles of our feet. So, <laughs> You know, technically our shoes do have soles. So, <laughs> I mean, either way, I think it's good, you know, as long as the soles for your feet are anointed. But, <laughs> well, Jeff, there, the, the, the side story is that B52 and I and David, we have not only been anointing the land, we've been anointing airplanes, helicopters, anything we can put our oil on because we're not only anointing the land, we, we're trying to anoint the, the air also. Well, that's where the Prince of the Air resides, so amen. That's brilliant. And actually, you've been dropping some oil out of plane windows. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I will add this. As, as we are having this wonderful discussion here, uh, I won't tell the story, but uh, many years ago, there was an event that happened in my business where our, our, 
my pastor at the time. He has gone to be with the Lord, but uh, we, we had something that happened in our business that uh, our pastor said, you need to take back your land. And um, at that time, I, I, I wasn't real sure what my land was. And I think he picked up on that. And, uh, and he asked me in, in my office, he said, do you know what your land is, right? And I said, well, not exactly. And, uh, and he said, your land is everything that God has given you, everything that God has blessed you with, um, your, your, your wife, your kids, your business, your automobile, the country you live in, the country you came from, your extended family, everything that all those things that are material and spiritual that God has surrounded you with, that is your land. That is the land that God has given you. And the enemy comes in and he tries to steal your land. And uh, and he has no right. He has no right. But because we open up doors, which we could easily argue that we've opened a lot of doors in this country and ourselves personally, Mm -hmm. because we open up doors, uh, we give the enemy right to come in and steal portions of our land. And if he steals a portion, he's going to try to take it all because he's come to kill, steal and destroy. And he said, and it's your job to take back your land. Your land being all of this that God has surrounded you with. And it really made sense to me. Um, and without getting into the story, we, we prayed, we anointed. We actually anointed with oil and, and, uh, and we took some action in our business. Our business was headed towards failure uh, because of some very specific doors that had been opened. And, and we took that back. And within a month, we were right on track. So um, I can attest to this, that when you make the effort and believe and, and you align your expectations with God's expectations, you can and you will take back your land by the power of the blood of Jesus. Amen. I really love that definition. And as you know, Jesse and I, we created this little course called creating wealth through stewardship. And, you know, one of the things that we quote in it is, you know, in the new Testament, the Lord mentions faith 213 times, or sorry, heaven 213 times faith 218 times. And he mentions stewardship 238 times. So the Lord has been saying this to us all along, uh, you know, right from first Adam, the first Adam was supposed to steward the earth, but he, but he opened up, a, they opened up a doorway and they handed it over to the prince of the air. And since then, you know, mankind has not been fulfilling our role and taking it back. That's so that's your business. That's your family. That's your health. You know, uh, everything about it. And you're right. That's exactly what your land is. And when you steward your land and the things that God has given you, God wants to multiply it. It, it, I I think that's a great point as you, you know, as we've been now given the oil, um, you know, what was the commission that we were told to do? We were told to go out to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers, 
to raise the dead and to cast out the demons. And we have everything that we need to have in order to do that. The question now is, will we be faithful to do those things? And, you know, as Shirley had said, you know, with the oil, you know, we're to use it, you know, every day. So we need to be asking the Lord every day, you know, is there someone you want me to heal? Is there someone you want me to cleanse? Is there someone who's dead that needs to be raised? And are there demons that need to be cast out? And, you know, then be faithful to do that. So Jesse, I love that you said that. And, you know, for people who are, because we get new viewers every, every single time that come on here, um, as a practical means, walk me through how that anointing works with the oil. Um, are you talking as in how to pray over and anoint the oil or how to use it as we pray and the Lord brings someone into our life? Actually, why don't we do steps one, two, and three, praying over the oil, praying for that person, that thing to, to be presented to you, and then the physical way of doing it and executing the anointing. Okay. Yeah. So um, when it, we've got a prayer that we've included with um, some of the oil, but as we pray over it, um, you know, we just ask the Lord to, you know, to put his presence of his spirit and his blood into that oil. Uh, we ask him to set it apart as holy. And, um, you know, we pray different things into the oil. So, you know, some of the important things we pray in there are belief that when we use that oil, we're believing that the Lord is going to do what we ask. Um, we put surrender into that oil that, you know, that we're surrendering to his will you know, whatever that is in that situation as we anoint and um, other things would be healing or um, <clears throat> deliverance that, you know, as we pray for those things, the Lord's going to answer those prayers. Um, <clears throat> so one of the basic prayers that can be prayed, especially over the land, you know, let's say you're going to the grocery store, you've got your bottle of oil. As we go out, like, you know, we'll put some on the bottom of our shoes so that wherever our feet touch that oils um, going wherever we're going. Um, we'll put some on our hands. So like as we go into stores, we'll, we'll touch the corners or the doors of the building. And we'll just say, you know, um, we pray for the enemy to have no legal ground towards this land. Uh, Lord, I'm consecrating this land to you. I'm setting it apart. So this is now a place where your Holy Spirit dwells. I rebuke all evil spirits that may be here. I bind them and cast them out. I ask Father that you will put your presence here in this place, that this may now be a place where your Holy Spirit dwells with us in Jesus name. And, you know, that's all that kind of needs to be done for anointing the land. Um, as I pray, you know, if there's people that are sick, um, I'll ask them, you know, would it be okay if I anoint you and pray over you? And then I'll pray as the spirit leads. I, I have not had too many, I'll be honest, the one that scares me kind of, not in a bad way, but, you know, the raising the dead, I haven't had too many of, of those situations. 
Um, but, you know, the ones that I've had in the hospital, most of them were individuals who had just passed away. And then as we prayed for them, the Lord literally brought them back to life. Um, you know, I'd be interested if other people have other experiences with that to share that. So that would encourage some of us, you know, to step forward in our faith in that area. Yeah, I had a, we had a pastor who came into our church a while ago and uh, he had raised a girl from the dead. She was, uh, it was down in the rainforest and she was very sick and they had to travel by boat to get to this meeting. And it took like 12 hours of navigation through the rivers to get to this particular service. And apparently the girl died about five hours before arriving. She got out and, uh, and I forget the, the, the pastor's name, but he prayed over her, prayed over her, the whole congregation joined in and she literally raised up from the dead after being dead, I think in total for about seven hours. Wow. And hundreds and hundreds of witnesses. Yeah, that's go ahead, Triple Seven. You had something to say there. I can <laughs> I can see it. Oh no, I was just, I was just saying, wow, praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. So those those days aren't behind us, and you know, if if we're really coming into this period of uh, of an Acts Church uh, again, which I believe we are. Um, God's spirit is coming on the earth. This is going to be commonplace. Yeah. And I, I think truly... I found too that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead, Jesse. I was just saying, you know, I found that that term raising the dead, um, sometimes it's literal. Other times, you know, there's people who it, it's like their life is completely dead. Like everything within them emotionally, spiritually is dead. Um, you know, and so you've got that massive depression, unbelief. And I found that sometimes that that's what that scripture speaks to, too, that, you know, the Lord literally will give life to those people that are emotionally, spiritually dead. Well, I've seen that happen with family members. So that absolutely happens. And, and you know, and I'll add to that, Jesse, uh, if you're not born again, if you're not walking in the spirit of God, you don't accept Jesus Christ, you're already dead. So yeah. anointing someone, bringing them into the kingdom, having them make that free will choice for Jesus Christ is a resurrection on its own. Mm -hmm. And I strongly believe that the Lord is calling more and more of us into an action. He's calling us to go do something. What is the old statement? Faith without works is dead. He's calling us to, to do it, to proclaim his name, you know, to wash in his blood, to go and work and to do, you know, and, and tell the world, show the world that he is the son of the living God. Yeah. He is calling us more and more, especially today. He's calling us to, to action, to, to go do something. You know, and I'll, I'll add one little thing to that, if I may, um, we wake up each morning and um, we take inventory of our day of all of our you know the, the what's going on in our life right and the the, the trials and the difficulties and we are self-centered so we tend to focus on ourselves and and what i have to do what my problems are and what my needs are and what i would like to do and uh um but i really was uh, was touched by what uh, uh 
Jesse said a little while ago that, uh, and what it said to me is that the, we are to make this a priority. In, in other words, before we focus on ourselves, and you wake up in the morning and you face the day, the first question we need to be, I mean, the first thing we need to do is thank God for another day. Um, thank, thank God for another opportunity. And the second thing that we need to, to do is, is to ask the Lord, Lord, where would you have me uh, bless somebody today? Where would you have me um, um, use uh, to you know, use that gift that you've given me? Uh, who can I bless today? Simple question. Who can I bless today? And, um, and just be open to that because in my life, I, I know that uh, in, in every one of us' life, when we focus on someone other than ourselves, it's interesting because we, we'll take the focus away from ourselves. Our needs are automatically met. And, uh, and not only our needs are automatically met, but we get to meet some other needs. As opposed to focusing on meeting our own needs, which sometimes we can't do, and we, we, we miss out on the opportunity to meet somebody else's needs and to be a blessing. So I think that's really the question that we need to ask. Is, Lord, who would you have me bless today? And just leave it at that. And if God says, anoint this guy, well, um, anoint this guy then. Anoint that person. Bless that person. Pray for them. Uh, whatever God leads. But, but, but we woke up and we... The first thing we did after thanking God for a new day is just to ask God, where will you use me today? I'm open. Here I am. And just be available. Be available. Let God do the rest. Yeah. And I think it can be scary, you know, but um, the how I found it working in practicality was, you know, as I made myself available, you know, I'd be working and I'd have people come in and I would say, hey, how's your day going? And and they'd say things like, man, you know, I've been dealing with some horrible neck pain and headaches and, you know, and, and the next thing I need to say then is, you know, I have a friend who has dealt with some of that kind of stuff and, and we anointed him and the Lord healed that. I've got some anointing oil on me. Would you like me to anoint you and pray for you that the Lord would heal those headaches? And you give them the opportunity. If, you know, if they say no, then you let them walk away, but you've put the opportunity out there. And I've never had anybody say no. You know, I found most people are very open to prayers and receiving prayers and many of those people then will come back for more prayer yeah. or they'll tell their friends, you know, hey, as this person prayed over me, God healed me. Like, if you've got an issue, go ask this person to pray for you. And the Lord will bring more and more people for you to pray over. Amen. Amen. You know, and it's, it's amazing that, uh, Jesse, as you're speaking, I remember one particular moment in my life where I was in Berlin, Germany, uh, on a mission trip. And uh, uh, we were out in uh, um, Alexander Block Square, and I had a sign that said, free prayer. So I'm holding this sign in English. <laughs> it says, free prayer in Berlin, Germany. And there are hundreds of people walking by. And I thought to myself, this is the dumbest thing I've ever did. You know, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming that people can read English. And I'm, you know, these people don't know God. 
and I'm over here standing like an idiot offering free prayer. Nobody's going to come to me. And wouldn't you know that this little girl just walks up to me um, in, in her broken English, and she said, will you pay for me? I need a job. And, uh, well, that led into uh, a, you know more conversation, and we led that little girl to the Lord before she walked off. So, yes, just be available. Even if that means holding a sign in a corner where they don't speak English, saying free prayer. Just be available. <laughs> Feeling like an idiot. <laughs> and just just the other day, I was at the post office uh, mailing some things, and, and the guy must have known that I had anointing oil, and he said, well, can I have one? I said, sure. And I looked at him, and I said, do you want more? And he said, yes, he wants more. So, you know, just be available, you know, and, and, and let the Lord do his work. So one of the questions that I think, you know, some audience members would be asking is like, you know, you guys are all veterans. You've been around the Lord for a long time. Um, you know, you're, you're special. You know the word of God. But look at me. I just became, I just got to know the Lord. Uh, I'm not a super Christian. I don't know the right words to say. What would you say to that person? I say that the Lord holds holds baby Christians close to his heart and he watches them very, very closely. Yes, he is. He is very close to them. So don't let that hold you back. Do not let that hold. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because uh, um, the there is no difference in the Lord's eye. Uh, among any of us, whether you are you were accepted Jesus yesterday or you've been walking with the Lord for the last 50 years, um, we're all his children. And if we are, if we just become available, um, I told Jesse the other day on text and I said, if God can use me, he can sure use a donkey. So, <laughs> because sometimes that donkey looks pretty smart <laughs> compared to me. <laughs> All right. So, so, uh, um, so that that brings up a follow up question. I'm a sinner. Can God still use me? I, I have sin in my life every day. Can God still use me? Absolutely. Well, I the only way I can answer that is, um, if he couldn't, he would have stopped you. Well, he never would have used me in the first time. <laughs> <laughs> That is a great answer. Because <laughs> I've seen, um, I have said in my life that, uh, uh, jokingly, of course, but, you know, I, there is a touch of seriousness in it when I say this, that, you know, Paul said, I'm the chief among sinners. And I'd like to argue that with him when I get to heaven. Um, you know, I think I have a pretty good case against him. You're, you're out there, Rick. But yeah, you're pretty close to him. So uh, um, I, I want to tell Paul. I said, no, no. Here's you haven't. You didn't know me. Listen to my story. So, <laughs> so Jeff, Jeff. With, with that being said, when I enter the gates of heaven, you know, say, Peter asked me, "Are you the guy that knows B fifty two? I would say, "Well, you know, I, I didn't know him that well." <laughs> Well, before you answer yes, you need to say, uh, maybe, why? 
Oh my goodness, that reminded me of a joke that I'm not going to say during this episode. <laughs> oh, come on now. You for for once, I am going to hold my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple uh, of good St. Peter ones, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's bring uh, Double D back is, in. Uh, you know, God is ready and willing to use whoever is available. Yeah. All right, so let me follow that up again, uh, because you know, listen, we don't know who's, we're gonna get thousands of views on this video. And you know, there's gonna be at least hundreds. They're gonna say, well, won't I look ridiculous? Yeah, yeah. you will. <laughs> and, and, and here is something that God dealt with me. Uh, and I wanna share this because I, this was in my heart just a second ago. So yeah. uh, here's the opportunity. Yes. That was the big thing for me. I'm going to look stupid. What if it doesn't work? What if I look dumb? What if I make a fool of myself? What if I make a fool out of Jesus? Now, that's a big one. You know, I maybe if I don't care about making a fool out of myself, but I don't want to make Jesus look bad. That is a cop out because. You're just worried about yourself. That's what I was, worried about myself. And I still am. I haven't overcome this. It's a battle every time. Every time the Lord says, do this instantly. What if I look dumb? What if I'm not hearing from you, Lord? What, 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 what? I'm worried about myself. So here's the answer to that. Until you are ready to look stupid, dumb, idiotic, and miss the boat, but do it in the name of the Lord, it is doubtful that God can really use you. So you have to be willing and available, willing to look dumb. And if I miss it, and I've looked dumb before, but hey, I've looked dumb before, I've missed the boat, but there was also one time when I walked up to a pastor and, and I told the Lord, said, I will not do this. And the Lord said, yes, you will. And I went back and forth with the Lord and, and I walked up to a pastor and I told him, uh, I, I delivered a message. Let me just put it this way. And I was shaking. I'm thinking, I'm going to get slapped. And he's going to tell me what a fool I am for saying this. Because what I said was pretty, 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 uh, uh, pretty heavy. Let's put it that way. The pastor looked at me and he said, brother, I was standing here thinking of blowing my brains out. And I literally told the Lord that unless you send somebody to tell me what I need to hear, I, I'm going to do this. And as soon as he said that, I walked up to him and delivered the message. Afraid to death that I was going to look stupid. I, I hid in the bathroom because the Lord spoke to me as I went by him on my way to the bathroom. The Lord told me, go to give, give him a message. I said, uh-uh, I'm going to the bathroom. And I stayed in the bathroom. I washed my hands. I dried my hands. I checked my hair. And I'm thinking, Lord, I, I, I'm just hoping he's going to be gone by the time I get out of the bathroom. And I got out of the bathroom. There he is. So oh. I thought, okay, fine. I'll go do it then. I'm going to look stupid. This is not from you. And, and that's the answer he gave me. That's as real as it gets. Yeah. That is as real as it gets. And I think in my life when I've heard and I've done the exact same thing that you've done and I've walked by, 
you know, uh, pride is the original sin. And if you look at the, the, the letter in the middle of pride, it's I. And so I, I, I don't want to look foolish. Don't want to look, you know, it's a, it is a terrible thing. And that is such a great witness. So it looks like we froze there for a second, but we're back now. Yeah. So Jeff, I almost have a story like that. When Louise and I, I mean, whenever we first started our relationship as friends, the Lord gave me a word to tell B-52. And I said, I can't do that. That's absurd. I said, he's going to think I'm crazy. And the Lord said, I'm telling you, go do it. And I did. I walked up to him and I said, I'm sorry I have to say this, but I'm just going to tell you, the Lord told me this. And I just told him and and, and, and you continue. Yeah. yeah. And it was, uh, it, you can't make that up. <laughs> it's one of those stories you can't, you know, it's a confirmation of a confirmation of a confirmation. And it only happens. And, and it was based on that first story, which we're skipping here today, but uh, but it was based on that first story that a relationship developed when I looked at Ed and I, and, and I, and I could just, I, I didn't know Ed. I had only seen Ed, what, maybe two or three times. And, um, uh, but that was God's way of saying, he is my servant. And it was God's way of telling me that Ed was willing to look stupid if that's what it takes. But he was going to deliver the message. I delivered it. And he delivered it. And boy, was it right on. And there was no way this guy that I'd only talked to a couple, three times would have known those things that God spoke into his heart. So the message is, yes, you have to be willing to look stupid. And if you do look stupid and you miss it, oh, well, on to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd venture to say that wasn't only right on. It was right on, right on, right on. You got to do it three yeah. times. There's something about the number three. <laughs> I had, you know, for those who who would like to continue to argue with God like I do, you know, I had once I was at a park and I, I was eating lunch before I had to go to work, and as I was leaving, you know, I I had a little extra time, but you know, I I was one of those people who watched my watch all the time. So I'm heading through this park and I see this elderly gentleman sitting on a park bench. And the Lord says to me, go talk to him, go share the gospel with him. And I was like, look at my watch. Nope, I don't got time, you know, and and just kept walking. And the Lord, you know, said to me again, go go talk to him. And I was like, Lord, I really don't have time. I got to get, you know, going to work. All of a sudden, my feet literally froze and I could not move in any direction, but towards that man. And it was like, okay, Lord, I guess I'm going to talk to the guy. (laughs) So I went and sat down and talked to him and stuff. And, um, you know, as I did, you know, nothing really transpired very much. I gave him the gospel, you know, asked if he'd like to pray. And he said, you know, no. And so I just got up and left, you know, so I don't know what work the Lord did. So I think that's the important thing is that, you know, obedience doesn't mean that everything's always going to turn out the way we think it might, you know, God's just asking us to be obedient. All right. So I can almost hear the thoughts of our listeners now between the stories that were just shared and, you know, you 
hear from God, Jesse. Uh, God stopped your feet in their tracks. Uh, you know, triple uh, seven, uh, you heard this, you know, the sound of many waters, this incredible voice come in that you thought that everyone in the building heard. You went this, and then there's people sitting there going, I don't hear God's voice like that. What do you say to those people? I think for that, even, you know, my first examples of, um, you know, as you're going about your day, you know, you're listening to what people are saying. So if you have somebody sharing something in their life where they're suffering, there's trials they're going through, um, you know, be thinking about how, what are opportunities where you could offer that oil to um, pray with them, you know, as they're going through things. So even just attentive listening, you know, if you're listening, the Lord's going to kind of perk your ear and be like, huh, that's an opportunity where I could see if they want me to anoint them and pray for their healing. Or, you know, say they're struggling with, with a younger child that's having high behaviors. You know, that's an, that's an opportunity to offer it, to pray with them through that struggle. And then, you know, if you know them, or even if you don't know them well, you have the opportunity to say, would it be okay if I contact you in a week and see how things are going to see if you need more prayer and, you know, reach out to get to know them. Don't be afraid to take those opportunities. Amen. Did triple seven, you had something there? I did. I, I, I was posed that question recently. I was telling uh, someone that, you know, about talking to God and listening to God. And this individual asked me, well, how do you know? And I said, well, I said, you have to kind of, first you have to listen and you really have to listen. I said, but the way I started, the way I started talking, listening to the Lord is I said, I explained that the Lord is a perfect gentleman. And he will talk to you in the voice that you recognize the most, which is your own, but it's a totally different character. So the way the Lord first started talking to me was that he would use my voice, but I knew it wasn't me. It was a totally different character. And he explained to me, well, Ed, your voice is the one that you're used to. It's the one you're accustomed to. It's the one you trust and you believe and you know it's your so, so the Lord said, so I, I will speak to you in your voice, but it's a totally different character. And as I progressed, as I began to have more trust and faith, then he began to use his voice and his way. But I began, you know, because, and I was taught and I believe that he, he, he'll speak to you the way you listen the best, whatever that means. And so a lot of that depends upon you, you know, and, and it, for, for me, it was speaking to me in my voice. But, but I knew it wasn't me. It's a totally different character because he's loving and kind and he doesn't want to scare you. He, you know, there is no fear in his voice. Amen. So, so he will speak to you how you listen the best and how you are the less, you know, comfortable, you're the most comfortable with. Yeah. You know what? I love that because you just confirmed something we said on the show the other day about that. Uh, it's kind of like your gut. You know, uh, you're, you're that, that, yeah. that when you have that gut feeling and, and the world says, trust your gut. And, and I want to make it distinctive difference. It's different than your heart because the mind will justify the desires of the heart, but your gut is a different voice. And, and I guess I would just add to it and thank, thank you for those comments. Uh, 
if you want to know God's voice, read his word. Absolutely. Well, Amen. The more you Faith press in, the hearing. more you'll hear him. And literally, he is a gentleman. He meets you. Um, you know, uh, it's like it's like you start dating. And, you know, if uh, if the lady doesn't lean in for a kiss, you're not leaning in either. If you do, you're not a gentleman. And God is a gentleman. So, you know, he, he brings you into that place of intimacy. And the more intimate you get, the more clearly you'll hear his voice and know his heart. That, that is a total confirmation of uh, what I was thinking here, that God is, uh, is a gentleman and he is not going to impose on you. So for the, for the one day old Christian that just got saved and, and you know, might be listening and saying, I've never heard the voice of God, that you guys are spiritual giants and you know, you've been doing this all your life. No, just, just be willing. And uh, I would say just, just like you would to the lady and say, speak to me, Lord. And, and then shut up and listen. And, listen. and eventually, as Ed said, he will use the voice that, uh, that you understand. Uh, Double D has a, a phenomenal story in how, how he first heard the voice of God was through song. Because that's, that in his testimony, you know, uh, he may say it some other time, but that's the only way that uh, God knew that he could reach him was through music. So God used music to speak to him. And he knew it was the voice of God. So uh, um, as we become available, as we say, Lord, speak to me, and then be attentive and listen, God will speak. He is always speaking, but he is, but he is a gentleman. He won't impose on you, and you have to be willing. Otherwise, you know, he will leave you alone. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Wow, this has been fantastic. I can't believe we've had a, an hour pass by already. By the way, Triple Seven, you look Ooh. fantastic on camera. <laughs> You've been hiding all this time. Uh, uh, you know, B-52 yeah. was brave enough the other time to be on, but we got you this time. And, uh, you know, I'm so honored. I'm, I'm Literally, I'm, I'm so honored to, uh, to uh, for our friendship as well. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's growing. I'm still deciphering that word you got me. I, I've got it written down right beside my desk here, by the way. Keep with it. <laughs> but I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Good, good. I'm, I'm waiting for confirmations. And then I'll present it to you and you can say, that's not the Lord you're listening to. Or it is. <laughs> no, no. Okay. So question for the audience and put in the comments. Is Jesse the new Esther? Hmm. I don't know. It sounds pretty convincing to me. Uh, and I'm not going to put Jesse on the spot, but maybe you were chosen. Um, and, and, and part of that word, actually, Jesse, was about you were despised. And, you know, it was like you were on the wrong, the person the, was on the wrong side and then came up. It was meant for evil is now meant for good. And, you know, I just think there's so much stuff in there that it must be worthy of consideration. Um, so I think just based on that, I'm going to say you have a second nickname today, Esther. <laughs> I agree. Amen. Any closing thoughts from anyone? Um, my closing thought is if it walks like a duck, if it squawks like a duck, <laughs> it's a duck. <laughs> <laughs> my closing thought is 
God is so good. So, so very, very good. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Jesse, close us out. All right. I'll close this in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time together, Lord. Um, I pray that as we go out, as we start anointing, Lord, that you would just give this great boldness and courage over your, the hearts of your people, Lord. Um, I pray that you would give us attentive ears, that we would hear your voice. I ask that you would silence all other voices that might be speaking, um, whether it's the enemy, whether it's people who are discouraging or trying to um, convince us not to walk in your will, Lord. I ask that you would just silence those voices until we hear your voice and know your will 100% in our hearts. And as we go out, Father, we trust that just as you've said that this will be a time of miracles, this will be a time where we are healing the sick and raising the dead and cleansing the lepers and casting out demons. And yet, Lord, in spite of all those things, you've also told us this will be a time that we shall do even greater things than these. So we ask for those greater than these miracles, Lord. I ask that you would release them upon the face of the earth as we walk in obedient faith. And Lord, we will praise you. We will thank you. And we look forward to the movement and to seeing the mighty works of your hand. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. 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 And Jesse, for people uh, requesting the oil, do you have the uh, the address handy or is it on illuminatethedarkness.com? How can people find um, out if they want to get the oil? They can send an email to writeonanoint at gmail.com. Writeonanoint at gmail.com. You hear it here first. Also, there's some links in the description box to some social media, things like that. Jesse's book is available on Amazon. Make sure you check it out. Uh, also, I guess it's not a premature announcement now because you've made such great progress. Uh, Jesse's first book, His Kingdom Comes in Power, there's going to be a video version, an audio version, and maybe even more with extended commentary available on Right On You very soon. So uh, check that out. And then soon to follow that, we're going to get Jesse to do her next book on top of that. But we wanted to do them in sequential order. So check them out and uh, we'll see you on the next side. Thank you for our guests. Thank you, Double D. Thank you, B52. Thank you, Triple Seven. Jesse, thank you so much for joining Right On Radio as always. And remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community by anointing it and the people within. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.